Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. (laughs) Haley's doing a weird arm jiggle this time. (laughs) She was also like holding her blanket up weird (laughs) before... (laughs) <laughs> recording. Try to make you laugh. It was working. So I was like trying to not look at you. I was like, I can't even look at her. <laughs> when you have like that spontaneous, like, I'm gonna act really weird. Yeah. See mess it's around. And it's weird because like I can't actually see your hands doing it. So like your head's just moving back and forth. <laughs> Stop. Go away. Go, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's gonna be a weird one. I feel now that we're in this. Oh yeah. Momentum. We're I've got my coffee. State. Haley got the pumpkin spice stuff. Which, for, for reference, we're in August recording right now. We're starting yeah. early with the pumpkin spice stuff. Yeah. Well, when I you're saw listening it, and this, I was like, okay, if you're going to give it to me that early, then, like, I'll, like, if you're making it, it available, I will yeah. take it. I mean, I'll buy it. <laughs> I also have a, I, I have a gripe. Okay. Lay, lay it out. Not, yeah. like, I'm not, it's not upsetting. It's just, when last time you were here recording, and I made you pancakes, and then okay. someone, Yeah. Oh, I was like, what did I do? Okay. Oh, no, no, yes. No. Let's talk and about someone, this. And someone was talking about, someone commented and was like, what's with the fake maple syrup? Oh, yes. Remember? And yes. we were talking My about friends. this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and we were like, because me and you both grew up with like the, the quote fake maple fake syrup. Fake maple syrup. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we were both saying that. And you know what? You guys can call me out if you think this is wrong or whatever. <laughs> but we, we were saying that it totally depends on what you grew up with. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I grew up with the fake stuff because, like, the real maple syrup is really fucking expensive. It is. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I learned that know. the hard way now buying my own groceries. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, oh, but it's $14. I didn't actually try real maple syrup until I was probably, like, in high school. Like, at someone's oh, house or something. I, I can I can one-up you. I didn't try, make like, real maple syrup until I started dating Drew, which was, like, in my 20s. Yeah. And like, so it's like it when to me when I tasted yeah. it, I was like, oh, it's not bad. It's just very different. It's from so what different. I associate like pancakes and waffles and stuff being with. I wonder. I wonder if that's like I don't know because even if you go to like IHOP or like Denny's or something like they usually like I I don't think it's not real. It's, it's not, not real. Maple it is syrup, not. right? So like no. that's what I'm used to. Um, and I and I just <laughs> I don't know. I don't have proof of this. I just feel like real maple syrup is like a bit of a rich kid thing. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because it's so expensive and yeah. they come in tiny little bottles. And like I little think... glass fancy bottles too. Yeah. So <laughs> I could be wrong. Someone will probably call me out for that. But it's just like, really, if you don't have a ton of money, you shouldn't be spending all of your money on real maple syrup. No. It's so expensive. No, if you're on a budget, you get the fake stuff because it is just as good. Really for is. anyone who like isn't from Canada and just assumes that like we all have like maple trees in our backyard. We I mean, most and, like, of us do. Tap it, you know, make the sap or whatever and like... Then you, you know, the whole process, the process because we've watched documentaries about how yes. they make maple syrup. They yeah. do force us to watch those. Yeah. Drew's cousin like and her <laughs> spouse, they, they make maple syrup. I might've told you the story, but like, so when we do like the Christmas, like circle, like giveaway where it's like, okay, I'm going to put in like a mug or something or a knit hat. Like they will put in either like something from their garden, like a sauce or whatever, but like every now and then. And when this happens, it's like a family brawl. They'll put in a long, tall bottle of their maple syrup. Oh yeah. And it's like the Christmas giveaway where like you can steal from like another person and everyone's like, give me that fucking maple syrup. And it's like literally like 
fights have erupted. I'm not surprised. And then, like, we'll always go up to them after and be like, okay, so we didn't get it this year. Can you, like, just give us a bottle? And they're like, you, you gotta wait till next year. And I'm like, no! <laughs> they like, only make one bottle. Yeah. Well, it, it is apparently, like, extremely time-consuming. It is, yes. And you apparently need, like, at least 50 trees to, like, get, like, a large amount. It's a whole process. Yeah, because you gotta collect all that <laughs> yeah. sap. Yeah, all yeah. of it. But yeah, I honestly, when I was thinking about it, I had flashbacks to like elementary school where like they'd show you like the documentaries about how like, and then they go and tap the tree yeah. and then they collect the sap and then yeah. they bring the sap. Because when you go to school in Canada, that's day one. That's like, <laughs> that's day one. Yeah. You'll learn about it. So we watch documentaries about how they make the syrup. We just can't get the syrup unless you yeah. have the money for it. Yes. But my, it's yeah. not, I think again, if you're not from Canada, you might think that because like we have so many maple trees that oh, like. Yeah. People probably assume that it's cheap here. It's not. It's not. Just because it's made. It's here, good here. It's it's, it's not. It's cheap. great here. The, yeah. the real maple syrup is amazing. It like, is good. If, if I you just, have the opportunity to try I it, just do it. have a thing when people are like, it's the real stuff is better. It's it's no. not about being better or worse. It's just about your preference. Yeah. Because, but uh, but my friend who jokingly called us out, <laughs> she clearly prefers real maple syrup. She prefers real maple syrup. And that's okay. That's okay. Go oh, for yeah. you, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know lots of people She's that listening you. to this right now, and I know she's like, say my name, guys. <laughs> say my name. No, we're not going to. Oh, yeah, no. people are I wish, I wish I grew up with the real stuff. I feel like, I feel, like I'm a fraud. Like, yeah. I'm not a real Canadian. Well, because even Drew grow up. I just, my dad up. is way too cheap for that. Oh, yeah. My oh. dad won't even buy the real stuff now. He thinks, he still thinks that they're poor. Yeah, your your parents do this where they 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 also are the type of people that think they're about to be like evicted and on the streets. They're not. They're okay. Like, they're no, doing no, good. No, they're good. They're good now. They're fine. <laughs> if anything, they're like the best at budgeting. Like, they're yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Like if you have, you know, any... they had some hard years in the nineties and stuff. They got through it they, yeah. because they didn't buy maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, they saved the fifteen dollars on their grocery bill and got the one dollar bottle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think Drew grew up with real maple syrup because like. The, the one time I, like, put fake maple syrup in the cart because I, like, I was like, this is what I'm used to. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, like, I do like it. Stuff. Like, yeah. I love it. I find, here's my thing, though. And anyone can, like, disagree or agree, whatever. But I find, okay, if I'm going to sit down and have, like, pancakes or waffles and I have fake maple syrup, I'm going to use less of it. Because it goes a longer way because it's so sweet and it spreads out and it's just like... And it's thicker. It's thicker. Yeah. So I feel like it's I end like up using less of it. Corn syrup because it yes. is Yes. And it, so it stays on the plate a little longer. Like it doesn't absorb into what you're eating very quickly. But yeah. Because real maple syrup is like actually way more watery than people think it is. Yeah. It's very thin. I end runny. up using so much of it because I'll pour it on and it soaks right into my pancake. And then I'll pour more on with the next bite. So it's like I feel like I'm actually like overdoing it with the sweets with the real. Yeah. So... That's just my standpoint. I also just need to apologize. I think while you were doing that, I snorted into the mic. Oh, like, I, I didn't get it, but like, I love it. Not snorted, but like, Drew, you know, when enhance you're like, it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, clearing the sinuses. <laughs> yeah. yeah not, just, not a cute snort I just laugh. pulled back when I did that second one, but the first one I leaned into it. You know, when, you, yeah. like, when you're recording and you don't know, yes. it's almost like your brain does the opposite, where you're like, oh, I should pull away for this yes. sound. And Drew's always like, like hey, uh, when you guys are scream laughing, don't lean forward. And I'm like, do what? And like, lean in. <laughs> yeah i feel like at this point he's he's honestly just like done giving me pointers because i'm like oh noted noted and then the next time i'm like let's do it more (laughs) yeah okay you know what there is probably some sick fuck out there that listens to us just for that they're like oh they make so many mouth sounds Uh, but what did you what were you talking about that one time about those like asmr those videos yeah the ones where they're like and then my pancakes that's what they do it's really creepy i still haven't looked up any of don't do it 
it's here's the thing is like it is completely harmless but for some reason it creeps me out well that's totally fair it's just one of those things i don't know yeah yeah for sure it is a great video. <laughs> so if any of you guys, if any of you listen to it, I'm not judging you. Just no, 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 I'm, I'm not, not judging. No, no, I just, just think you're a fucking some... weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. I'm like, no judgment, no judgment. You're just fucked. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, that's our eight minute life update on yeah. maple syrup today. It's <laughs> the most Canadian rant ever. I love it. I love it. And you know what I love even more that like, it's been... Right at this point when this episode's coming out, it's been months since that video of me eating the pancakes at your house. Oh, I know. That would have been, been like June. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be mid September. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm actually dead now. <laughs> okay. That would actually be horrifying. Oh my God. I'm knocking on wood. Also, if Oscar hears the knocking when Drew is editing this, I can already anticipate barking. Yeah. I can hear him <laughs> being like, like the door. Hey, hey, where he, you know, he where he, like he looks around all crazy because he's probably just woken up from like a really intense nap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when he wakes up and it's like bedhead like, startled door. and disoriented. Yeah, and his eyes like rolling off to the other side. <laughs> oh, I love him. Oh, all right. Life. Honestly, I want to be him. Fuck. Me too. All right. Let's do this, guys. Let's freaking do this. We're we're doing it again. We're continuing to do this. <laughs> We have chosen to continue. Uh, yeah. I, also, this is another one where I'm like, why am I stretching this like horrible case out so long? Somebody stop me. Somebody please stop me. Okay, my next few cases, I'm going to pick something. I always am like, I'm going to pick something so light. But you know what I have on the list for the next thing? Have you seen the list? I, there's no way uh, I'll be able to have that ready by then. Then don't. Then don't. Then just pick something light. But I know I'm going to throw myself into it and be like, I need this trauma. I need it. <laughs> Becky. Oh, yeah. I no, you're not going to do that one. No, I know. I no, can't. I don't can't have do enough time. I don't have no, 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 Have no. you seen the book we need to read? I was just going to say, I it's, was going to read that book too. And it's like, the, it's bigger than the Bible. Yeah. It's like twice the size of the Bible. Like it's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. I bet there's somebody out there listening that knows exactly which book we're talking about too. Okay. Well, get ready to hear that case in like two years. Cause that's how you, well, I know I need way more time. To get to I, Cause I wrote it down being like, I want it to come over my birthday. I don't know why, but bad idea all around no. i know we're not doing i'm not i know I'm, i'll remove them from the list today i promise <laughs> i promise <laughs> me and i'm gonna like gonna go home and do it <laughs> i'm not i'm not okay like you're like addicted <laughs> i'm like I'm, I'm not i'm like itching my arms like it's, no, no, it's fine all right we're okay let's do this it's been 10 minutes we got to get into it very quick speedy recap as per usual because i don't like my recaps where they're when i do them too long mm-hmm. so part one First of all, just go listen to them because if you're starting at part three, you're weird. This is a judgment. If you're starting, <laughs> if you're starting a multi-parter on the third out of four parts, there's problems. You need to seek immediate attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah something immediate going help. on in your life. Something's gone horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> okay, so part one, we covered the backgrounds of uh, Kenneth Bianchi and Angela Buono, and then wound up to their meeting of their first victim together, Yolanda Washington. Part two, we covered eight out of their shared 10 murders, and we ended on um, Lauren Wagner's um, neighbor giving it like a very clear and accurate description of the two abductors of Lauren. Oh, yes. 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 So a little, a little tiny little bit of time had passed. Like, um, so Lauren Wagner was on November 29. That's when her body was found. And... Now we're about like mid-December, like December 10th to 13th is like 
Because it took like a little bit of like a week break. It's like one of the longer cooling off yeah. periods for sure. Yeah, because like November, it was almost like four to five days in between each one. Like yeah. bing, bang, boom. Like, like it, yeah. Just like a complete reign of terror in November, like fucked up. So now they're at this point where they want to start completely fucking with the investigation. Because like they are hearing a little bit of the news. I know I haven't been updating me too much of like what was being said in the media i'll i will be getting to that like later on and mainly in part four but so i'm just doing like their side of things right now they're like kind of seeing some stuff like like in the news mainly they were talking about first of all i will say this part they they still never let on that there was multiple murderers they said it was just the hillside strangler oh okay so that was something they did hold close to the chest with the, that it was a single killer yeah so they said once that it might be a pair, but they kept titling it the Hillside Strangler. Okay. That's why when you do look this up, a lot of times it'll still show up as the Hillside Strangler. Right. And or not like plural. Articles and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and then too, like a lot of, a lot of sources will still name only Kenny as the Hillside Strangler. Okay. When, when it really was both of them, like, yeah, there, there was, there's really no way to deny that, but like, They'll, like, name him first, almost. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, now at this point, they're like, we're going to fuck with things because, like, we want to throw them off our trail. Like, Mm -hmm. they, because they are noting, like, okay, Sunset Boulevard, they're honing on on this place. Like, there were points where, like, actually, I'm about to get to this. I I was about to jump ahead of myself. Ignore me completely. Like, from here on out, just ignore me. Turn it off. (laughs) You're like, just turn it off. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So they don't really switch things up like MO wise. They start switching it up like location wise to throw off the investigators because, you know, that's basically the only thing that was mentioned. Um, Also, most things from this point was actually centered around Angelo's home. So there were points in this time where cops were sitting outside of his home, not necessarily tracking him, but just in the area. Mm -hmm. There were times though, like later on, we'll find out that they did suspect him for a few reasons so there were cops in the area like at all times really Mm -hmm. at at the peak of investigation um this is jumping far ahead but there were points where he was questioned and followed by police and they just did start to look at him but that isn't until later because up until this point like he was kind of under the radar for the most part but um hang on here Okay, so my next part. Okay, I just got a little sidetracked there. You know, you get all lonely and start. I know what happens to me all the time. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, give me five minutes. I need to stare at this for no reason at all. So, again, they've decided to switch it up. So, Kenny came up with this plan. Keep that in mind because that's a keynote for, like, basically the end of this episode. So, they were like, okay, we need to change our location, kind of divert things away from Angelo's house, like, throw off the trail at least like of where someone's being abducted and taken from and all that fun stuff. Um, so what they planned to do was order a sex worker through an agency this time. And how it works is that you would call from like a, a, they were calling from a different location, like well away from Angelo's house, but they would order the sex worker through the agency, like via phone to a location that like they already picked out like an apartment that they like knew they were like, this is going to be the spot. So Kenny was like, there's an open apartment available in my building on the ground floor. So I'm going to go and I'm going to view it, like get a tour, like 
Mm-hmm. And he lives in this apartment building. That's also a very key note. He lives on the third floor of this building. So he's yeah. like, I'm going to talk to the landlord and be like, I'd like to view the open apartment on the ground floor. Like, I'd love to have the, like, balcony access. Like, all of, you know, the usual stuff. He'd be like, oh, I'd love to switch apartments. Yeah. Yeah. That's normal. Um, so, yeah, he goes and pretends to be, like, interested and does the viewing. And then as he's doing the viewing, he unlocks the balcony door and left it, like, just a little bit ajar. Mm-hmm. Just a tiny bit. Like, enough... That, like, the landlord probably wouldn't have noticed wouldn't it. Notice, yeah. yeah. And, like, I feel like only nowadays would, like, a real estate agent or a landlord, like, go around and check things. Like, this might have just been way more casual back then. Yeah. So, left it a little bit, you know, ajar. And, okay, so after viewing the apartment, um, Kenny had gone to, I think it was the Hollywood Public Library. And this is where he made the phone call. And said that he'd like to order a sex worker to the apartment, the empty apartment. Like he, that's the address he gave. Um, and what they were going, their whole plan was when they're in this apartment and the sex worker finally arrives, they were going to act like it was like a sting operation. Mm-hmm. That they've like tricked the sex worker to come and haha, we got you kind of thing. Like that right. was the plan. So Kenny makes the phone call to the sex worker line. I think the agency was called like Climax Industries or Climax Agency, um, something along those lines. And then he said his name was Mike Ryan, which was actually shockingly similar to the officer's name who had handled his one of his first and multiple police applications when he was trying to like do the whole police thing and still is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing was, is like, the the police officer's name that was Mike Ryan. It was spelt R H I A N. So, but it was so it was actually Mike Ryan. But oh. they like later made the connection that like oh like everyone called him Mike Ryan because like that's just how they thought it was. And Kenny did that on purpose. Like he thought it was a really hilarious connection. Mm-hmm. Like he even says that later in like interviews and stuff. Right. So that name comes back later as well. So. Yeah, so it just ends up being, like, one of his alter egos that he does use, like, a few times. But, so he said that he had ordered a blonde wearing black underwear and that she's go she's to go to the Tamaranda apartments. So how it works is he's supposed to leave a phone number to the agency. And then the, the worker will then call that phone number back and confirm the meeting. And then the sex worker, in this case, her name, she said it was Donna. She calls the number back and says, I will arrive at the Tamarind Apartments in about half an hour. The whole point with the agency is like almost like an added layer of security. Yeah. Because there's a check-in point after. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. So Donna's real name was Kimberly Diane Martin. Again, like a lot of podcasts I've listened to have also had like the same problem finding her real age. So it was like really difficult to narrow it down. Everything I had found lists that she was either 17 or 22 or in that range so any of those ranges very hard to find any details about her either way that's like a very common number that they've already had age-wise so she went by donna that was like her 
I guess, stage name, if you will. Um, she had recently joined the Climax agency because at this time, obviously, with everything like being all over the news, being a sex worker was like particularly dangerous. Yeah. It's always dangerous, but like in the height of this and like all of the other killings that were happening just from like other murderers. I was just like, gonna say, like it wasn't just Hillside Stranglers at this no. point in time, like especially in California. That and it's like too, it's like even outside of like serial murderers, there's still just like so much crime that goes on in between like sex yep. workers where yeah. it's just like a john gone wrong like yeah, it's a, it is a very dangerous line of work yeah. like which is just so unfortunate that it can't just be like made safer for these people like yeah i know it's just know. like uh, it's so frustrating i'm having a sip of coffee <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed that's very good okay <clears throat> i feel all raspy Ooh, you know i like feel like today with her cold yeah Sticky shoes. My sticky shoes. Yeah, I feel raspy today. So anyway, she joined this agency and it kind of offered that like veil of protection because there's a third party that helps with like scheduling as well as like also like someone knows where you are at all times as well as the check-in call that's supposed to happen after the meeting. There's like a window where they're supposed to call like once they're finished like checking in. All went well. That is like good like extra layer of security exactly for sure because something happens to the girl then she doesn't call and exactly then... so in this case um i'm gonna call her donna because this is what she wanted to go by for this moment so i'm just gonna call her donna later i'll call her kimberly it's gonna be confusing but anyways i just want to like honor what she wanted to go by so oh what was i about to say oh my god i just had like a whole train of thought so donna slash kimberly was actually doing a very smart thing by joining this agency. Like yeah. she was taking the extra step to protect herself because of what was happening. Like that, that's the scary part in a lot of these instances is like a lot of these victims, like they were taking active measures to yeah. protect themselves yeah. and it still happened. So it's kind of one of those things where we talk about all the time, like where victim blaming just like can't happen because like no, because measures were taken. Like, don't, don't be a sex worker, which like, is the dumbest thing anyway. And it's like, like to say, but do your thing. Yeah. Make your money. Like, do no, what you, gotta you do. should be allowed to do whatever the fuck you want and not worry yeah. about getting assaulted or murdered. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, yeah. And you know what? It's, it's funny. Cause like there are so many other extremely dangerous lines of work that we don't like shame. You know what I mean? Oh, like, course. I don't know. Being like a stunt devil. Like I don't see anybody being like, oh my god, we need to fucking humiliate those people because they chose like such a dangerous line of work. Or like, like a police officer. Yeah. Like, that's a dangerous job. And no one's being like, well You chose a dangerous job. You yeah, deserve so to be you deserve to die. Yeah. You know what no I mean? No one would say that. Nobody exactly. Yeah. So it's just like it's one of those things where it's No, like, it is frustrating. And also it's not like, to be honest, I mean, look at this ex- this case as, as an example. They haven't just killed sex workers. That's the thing. So it's like, okay, if you're telling people, well, don't be a sex worker, and then they go off and, like, but they're become a waitress, like, and they get killed anyways. Well, that's the thing. It's like, they have killed just, like, someone who was a waitress. Or, like, children Tr- or stuff like children. that. And it's like, you know, they're not... Yeah. 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 Yeah, we could go on all day about it. Yeah. So Donna arrives, and Kenny has, like, a few candles lit because the power hasn't been turned on. It's basically, like an unused apartment um it was a little furnished for like staging purposes for showing off the apartment because right. i i bet you were probably wondering if it was just like a big empty open it's kind of what i was, what I was picturing but yeah because <laughs> like imagine walking into that and it would just be like ah yep this is it this is yeah i'd be like one single candle there's like and, the dexter tarp on the ground yeah you're like oh, okay you're like oh perfect <gasps> this is wonderful <laughs> yeah 
So yeah, they, she, he's got some candles and whatnot. Um, and they have, they end up having like maybe like a five to 10 minute long conversation, like pretty casual stuff, like just, just chatting, getting to know one another before jumping into things. Um, and then out of nowhere, Angelo pops out as like a surprise, surprise motherfucker. And he's got like his badge. So Kenny pulls out his badge too. And they're like, oh, we got you. And she's like, hmm, I don't know about this. She's hesitant. She's like, I don't really believe this. This doesn't feel like, so she right away is like, what are you, like, what is going on? Like, yeah. it doesn't feel real. She was very witty with that. Like she got it. She was like, something's not right here. Um, they assumed that she would just voluntarily cooperate thinking that she was like caught because mm -hmm. like, oh, she's a sex worker. She should be horrified that yeah, we caught her, you know, we're the ones in charge here. She was not cooperating. Um, she, yeah, she fought like super hard. She like immediately started backing up and like yelling immediately screaming because she was just like this is wrong so they're like coming at her about to handcuff her so they finally get some handcuffs on her and they like open the hallway door to like exit the building she falls and she's yelling like screaming like wow. bloody murder yeah um her like belongings are like spewing all over the place like out of her pockets or purse like things are just falling everywhere she's literally screaming help me help me i'm being taken yeah in the hall kicking and screaming like she's not going cooperatively at all and like they were really hoping that like okay even if she causes a little bit of a scene they'll still think it's Save just it. like an aggressive prostitute who's fighting and back. we're cops and we'll convince everyone else that we're cops fine yeah fine. but keep in mind kenny lives in this building oh yeah so so even if they did see people they would be like kenny you're not a cop yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so thankfully in that moment they didn't be visually witnessed by neighbors but so anyway she's screaming and yelling um so what they did was they quickly turned around and tossed her back into the apartment she actually fell back and like hit her head on the ground and started bleeding a little bit so she's like kind of disoriented so they like shut the door and everything and they're back there and they leave her i think i believe kenny stayed with her in the apartment while angela like tried to pick up some of her belongings from like the hallway that like spewed out all over the place and then he makes it back, his his way back in. And now they're both like crouched down behind the door holding her. And they hear people are starting to exit their apartments, talking to one another. Yeah. Going, what's going on? Like, should we be calling the police? Like, we heard somebody yelling. Oh, did you hear that too? Like, communicating. Like, did you just hear what happened? Like, something's mm -hmm. going on. Like, people are concerned. Um, and they're all just talking about it. Um so at this point, like the neighbors are all pacing up and down the hall looking for whoever was just screaming in the hallway yeah. and yelling. Is there anybody that needs help? Like, who is oh it that needs help? Gosh. That would be so like terrible to have to hear. It's like, yes, Kimberly, like inside the yes. apartment. Oh my God. And she's literally pressed up against the door. They're holding her mouth shut, telling her, if you scream and make any noise, I'll kill you right now. And Angela had like a key to her back. And said, like, this is a knife, you make a noise, yeah. and this is going all the way in. Yeah, of course you wouldn't make any sound. You'd be like, sure, I might make sound and they'd get caught, but I'm immediately dead. Mm -hmm. Might as well, like, at least prolong this so I can try and escape again. Like, so that's just, like, horrifying. So after this, they had just waited for all the neighbors to essentially, like, lose interest. Because 
because of the times hearing this kind of like domestic, I don't know, fiasco, it happened all the time in apartment buildings like this. It was a red flag, but it was also one of those things like, well, it's quieted down, so it's no longer my business. Yeah, or like maybe they've gone. Maybe they've they've gone. They're not here anymore. So it just, nobody really called the police. And I also understand that. Like, I mean, I've lived in an apartment building. Like, we've all heard crazy things happen in an apartment building. Sometimes you call and sometimes you don't. Like, Mm -hmm. if if it is something that sounds relatively normal for the building, you're not going to call. No, no, for sure. I don't know if this was relatively normal for the building. It doesn't sound normal to me, but again, people use their judgment. Well, so. and it depends on what, like, what was heard, right? Like, if she's screaming, like, I'm being taken, blah, blah, and someone, like, actually heard those words. Yeah. Then, yeah, maybe I would think to call the police. But, yes. like, if you're just hearing screaming, like, muffled yeah. screaming, and someone comes out, they're like, what was that? What did she say? Did yeah. you hear that? And some, so that's the thing is, like, we don't know exactly what everybody heard. They exactly. might not have heard the part of, like, I'm being taken. And, like, because yeah. usually, like, no matter what scenario you hear that, you're like, oh, that's not a lie. Like, that's, that can't be, like, exaggerated. That's. No. But Legit. people are in their apartments doing their own things, not sitting there in silence waiting to hear people yeah. screaming, right? Okay, well, you I have used a TV to do that. on, you, have, <laughs> no. you got the radio on or whatever, right? Or you got friends over and then it's kind of like, did you hear that over something that yes. was said, like in, in it's the background? Be exactly. So who knows what, what people actually heard. Yeah. So once it did die down, um, they, this time were like, okay, we're going to exit the building again to head over to Angelo's. But this time they went out the back door, like the balcony door. And took like a back row to the car, which, like in hindsight, they if they wanted to be successful at this, they should have just done that first. Yeah. But like, I'm really glad they didn't because at least they caused like enough of a stir that people remembered things. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to that. Yeah. So they brought her back to Angelo's and then proceeded to do the entire routine that they had done pre- with the previous women. Um, the very next day, Kimberly Diane Martin was found. The very next day, in like a similar manner. They, when they disposed of her body, they laid her nude and spread out, like, spread bald eagle, like, complete starfish out on, like, this steep hill facing City Hall. People at the time were like, oh, they did this as a fuck you to the city. Like, I don't think they were smart enough to do something like that. I think it was an accident. Mm -hmm. I think people give them sometimes more credit than they deserve. Yeah. So like even like some of the documentaries I watched where it would be like Frank Salerno being like, oh, they were they were cursing us there. And it's like, I get that you believe that, but let's not give these idiots more credit. Let's yeah. not make them seem smarter or more like poetic than they really are. Yeah. Because like those are the times where I'm like, no, they're just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Just an idiot. And that's I'm chalking it up to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that evening that she was taken. Um, the climax agency was getting really concerned when she hadn't called mm-hmm. after. Um, that was like the whole point of the agency was to have a check-in system. So they started to get extremely concerned when she hadn't done her check-in after the appointment was like supposed to be concluded. They did. They do give like a little bit of like a wiggle room in case like the client pays for like an extra half an hour or something, mm-hmm. whatever. So I think they gave like a little tiny, maybe like an hour or two of wiggle room. And then they were like, okay, we need to do something about this. So they called, like, I think they're, like, essentially they're, like, resident social worker or someone they had, like, a connection to who was, oh, I might have wrote her name incorrectly, but I believe it was Dr. Lois Lee. She was someone who gave legal advice and support um, to, like, all of the sex workers in this agency and, like, basically any other, like, sex worker in town who, like, needed 
legal advice or any kind of like guidance on basically like how to navigate terrifying times and protect yourselves. Like she was like a huge like advocate for like sex worker yeah. rights, which is just like incredible. She sounds really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, she kind of just like acted as this like safe haven for people and like dangerous lines of work like this. Um, so she took the phone number that was given to Climax Agency, like the one that Kenny had given, which was the same one at um, the Hollywood Public Library. So she was like tracing it. And they gave her the name, Mike Ryan. Like, this is the name of the customer. This is the phone number. Yeah. Um, and they traced it back. So Dr. Lois Lee obviously took this to the police department and was like, something's wrong. She never checked in. This is the phone call. It traces back to here. That This is the Hollywood Public Library. This is the client's name. This was supposed to be her check-in time. She has not checked in. Like, we're now almost at this point where it's like probably like 10 to 12 hours after. Mm -hmm. Like, it's far enough out that like it's very concerning. So um, they initially told her, well, you know, it hasn't been 24 hours. So they basically told her to just like relax, like get over it. And then their second of course point was also like she's a sex worker mm -hmm. they obviously didn't say sex worker but they were like she's just like a transient she's just like not our high priority right now like we literally have a serial killer on the loose this isn't our concern mm -hmm. of course of course <laughs> right <laughs> i know it's just like infuriating isn't it's it? so like, it is so ironic in some of these cases too where it's like if the police had cared more about sex workers they would have found these guys faster oh so much faster if they followed the actual legit leads that like were brought to them being like yeah. i literally have this piece of evidence and information that leads you to here and now within this 10 hour window you can actually almost be right on their coattails yeah and also they're like telling the public like hey these people are also going after sex workers so like it's not like it was like well outside of their like victim range like it was yeah. just like it seems it seems yeah i, I don't I, even know what's crazy say. to me it that you're like stupid. you call yourself a police officer or a detective and you're like ah no not yeah. not important to the case yeah and it's just like dumb dumb <laughs> like i just want to like, give your head a shake like yeah so kenny at this point like while literally killing people continued to apply to be a police officer he even i think it was like i can't remember the exact date but i remember reading somewhere that it was like four or five days after kimberly martin um he went on a ride along yeah a ride along with some police officers and literally asked them to show him hillside strangler locations kept asking bring me to the scenes. Like, I'd like to see like what you oh, guys are like reviewing. He's in a fucking ride along with cops. Like, because he wants to fucking what jerk it in the backseat while they, right. Yeah. Like what's like, he going to do? <laughs> like behind them. They're well, like, well, buddy, put your fucking boner away. Like, and they probably still would be like, Whoa, Oh, it's just Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Weird dude and everything. Yeah. But let's get back to finding the killer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, the cops do end up later testifying to this after they realized and his like identity was exposed. Like those cops were like, Oh yeah, that is the guy we took in a ride along. We should probably testify about how fucking terrifying and he wanted to see all the scenes. So well, yeah. 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 So, so now back to Kenny and Angelo for a minute. That was like an important thing to blurb in there. Um, they're actually super unpleased with how the whole Kimberly Martin slash Donna killing went down because it was, it was super messy. It was super messy and drew a lot of attention with possible witnesses. 
Like they don't know if anybody really saw saw anything yeah. because like what if yeah sure they snuck out the back but like maybe somebody was out on their balcony looking out after when they, when they were leaving brought her out the front door yeah even or, yeah or the back door You're yeah. right like there's just either way like so they no don't really know. know because it wasn't really a smart idea to do it in Kenny's building in the first place no like we like you said I'm glad no. they did oh yeah that really was a stupid glad. thing to do it, it just it's infuriating that it takes like a really long time for them to be like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> because like there's so many more frustrating things that like we're gonna get to it in this episode mm-hmm. uh yeah I think so we'll see I don't even know what I have it in my notes happy when they make this I know. I know when I see these, I'm just like, it's so frustrating in the moment, but I know. Yes, you idiots, yes. But like, yeah, Kenny's like a fucking moron. (laughs) I don't even know how else to put it other than like, it's just, they're both idiots. Angelo at least just like has a little bit more logic where he's just like, the fuck are you doing, man? Like, well, you'll see that soon. So yeah, they're super not happy with everything. It drew a lot of attention. This caused an actual rift between the pair of them because okay. Angelo fully blamed Kenny for all of these fuck ups. Okay. Which like realistically he wasn't in the wrong because like, yeah, he's going to be pissed. It was Kenny's plan. It clearly wasn't a well thought out plan at all. And he, it, a lot of mistakes were made. It was like, it, it could have been a good plan had it there not been so many fuck-ups but also it's like the fuck-ups are probably a result of it not being the most solid plan to begin with so it was like it could have worked if like a bunch of things were different it could have worked if the plan was entirely different it could have worked yeah it could have worked (laughs) if they just didn't do that plan (laughs) but anyway so yeah angelo's pissed af i know i'm saying af now i'm bringing that back hard i've been saying ever since the one time we talked about it yeah yeah, it's, it's my new thing. I feel like people are already annoyed with me because I'm, like, saying it around home, and they're like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. So, anyways, it just wasn't well thought out. He could tell, Kenny could tell that Angelo was, like, getting, oh, sorry, I wrote their names incorrectly. Angelo could tell that Kenny was getting, like, super carried away with the whole thing. And Kenny was just, like, also clearly getting like a really big ego from all of the publicity, especially since everything was still talked about in singular terms. So Kenny was taking on this like persona of like, I am the hillside strangler. Right. You're my partner. Right. Like like that kind of ego. And it's also like, there is that like huge age gap where Angela's probably thinking like child. No, like, yeah. Like you're a child compared to me. Oh yeah. Like, so it's just like, it's such a stupid, horrifying thing to fight about between them like who wants the power of course with something terrifying like this but it's causing a rift so the police did end up looking into the lead after a little while that dr lois had brought in they then went to talk to everyone at the hollywood public library to get statements to see if anyone had seen anyone make the call at that date and time that was like listed and they took fingerprints from the phone that kenny used to make the call to climax well they that's all they had was just the thing well, yeah they could have tested mean, against anything like because there was no like evidence left on any of the bodies like they did a very well, good job of wiping everything down like yeah, it's probably fingerprints from other people on that it was too exactly so that's why i was kind of like oh like i'm surprised they even did that i mean i'm it's, they did it's it. something yeah like, you, you it's kind of like a shot yeah. in the dark i can't remember that if the fingerprints even end up coming back at all i don't believe they do I can't remember now. Yeah. It's so much information is rattling around inside my peanut sized brain that it's just like, there's too much going on. (laughs) So anyways, like they do have fingerprints. 
just probably in the back of their pocket if they happen to be able to match it against anything. Then from there, they obviously followed the lead to the Tamarind Apartments, where the sex worker was told to go. Which, if you remember, and I know you do, but people listening, Kenny lives in that building mm-hmm. on the third floor. Mm-hmm. He lives there. And they talked to every resident, at least the ones that were all home and available. They gave their numbers to people that weren't home, etc. So the police literally go there after the library, and they go and talk to Kenny. Yep. Shit. Yep. So they're talking to him, asking questions. Did you hear anything? He was the only neighbor on the third floor that said he heard screams. Mm. All of the other neighbors on his floor told the cops that we didn't hear anything. Like, yeah, we're too high up. Like, I don't think anyone was down on the first floor. Was down on the ground floor. Yeah. Like, realistically, yeah, in an apartment building, you wouldn't. You wouldn't hear something on the first floor unless, like, it was, like, a gunshot. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, okay, weird. I don't think they they really took that into, like, gravity. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was just kind of like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but why would... supersonic hearing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we got to go get your ears tested, man. Like, you're... Yeah, we you just got... discovered Superman. Yeah. <laughs> like, there he is. And that's what he's thinking. He's like, I am Superman. It is I. <laughs> 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 so... At this point, like, in the timeline, police and investigators had, like, worked out this deal with, like, local sex workers and, like, agencies in the area that they would try to share as much information as possible about, like, who they think potential suspects might be, like, curious people they come in contact with. They even had, um, like, a shit ton of undercover cops that started working the streets, like, alongside the sex workers, like, posing as sex workers themselves, Mm -hmm. both men and, like, women. They had it was flooded with undercover cops and it, it was actually probably a great plan. It was likely going to help because since now they're on the track of like, well, we need to do this with like ordering them and like trying out this new lake hole, throwing them off the trail thing. It could have worked, but the media leaked this plan. What? Yep. Yep. I don't, Uh, yep. I just feel like as, yeah, if you were someone working in media at the time, there are certain things that you get leaked from the police and stuff that you're like, yeah, yeah, we want to print this because like the public deserves to know Mm -hmm. something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we're going to leak a secret plan that the police are, are, are performing to try and find these killers full well knowing that if we leak this plan, then we ruin the plan. Yes. So, yeah. like, who signs off on shit like I, that? Honestly, like, I look sometimes at, like, old-timey report. I'm saying old-timey, you know, like, wasn't, like, old-timey. But, like, I'm, like, <laughs> picturing. 1908. <laughs> yeah. Where, <laughs> where, like, it was probably, like, a reporter literally standing on Sunset Boulevard being, like, I'm reporting live from the street, staring at an undercover cop who is working <laughs> as a, bo-, you know, just, like, going He's on. trying to catch the Hillside Stranglers. Hope so tell us your TV. name. <laughs> like, yeah, you might as well have that's what I mean that, yeah. that's what I'm envisioning is like so where they thought they were doing good journalism but it was also just like what were you thinking like yeah I, and it, it's I yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I can't so that's 
that's a piss off. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Can you imagine the like time and resources they would have spent to come up with that and put all those undercover cops and in the street? That's and the then the media just off. blows it out of the water for you? Well, like imagine being like literally like the head of the precinct being like, well, fuck, there goes like probably at the time $50,000 worth of yeah. resources. Oh my gosh. And like, it's like, that's coming out of like taxpayers' dollars. So it's like all of these like things, it's just like, wow, victims everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh-huh. you just fucked everything up. Like, Oh my god, so, so infuriating. So yeah. frustrating. I'm reporting live from the scene. Like it's just that's how I'm picturing it. Yeah. 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 So back to Angelo and Kenny. They're in their little tiff with one another. They're like fighting constantly. Like that just really drew the wedge. Because before it was like a seamless thing, like we're still on the same page. We're fulfilling our dark desires. It's great. But I felt at this point that like I don't know, they they started to feel like the police are right on their coattails. So they agreed that they're going to take a little break. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, like, discussed it. Like, we're going to take a little cool off because, I mean, November was an absolute reign of terror. Yeah, yeah. Majority, majority of their murders took place in November of 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like, okay, we're going to cool off and distance ourselves from this and one another for just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Just take a little break. So we're going to keep in mind that victim number nine was Kimberly Martin, and that took place on December 13th. Okay. Yeah, December 13th. So it's about mid-December that they're having all of these fights and that they've decided to do this kind of like, I don't know, pause. Mm-hmm. But Angelo's still super pissed. He's like, it's just, I'm so pissed. Like, he's really like hanging on to this like resentment. So it was also at this point that Kenny finally, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to laugh. You're going to laugh. Get okay. ready. Get okay. your, like, laughing muscles ready. I'm ready. Kenny <laughs> finally got fired from his job at the title company because it somehow became evident to his, like, boss and co-workers that he was lying about having cancer. Oh, my God. That was still going on? <laughs> yeah. So he was taking all this time off for chemotherapy, probably likely doing his murders on those times. And so... <laughs> holy shit her face is in utter shock <laughs> so yeah so that was still happening it's been like months <laughs> like I, well yeah and again, no signs of actual therapy happening on him so it's kind of like they're like this guy the buddy's just telling us he, he looks, looks healthier than ever for fucking lunch like he comes back and he's got lettuce stuck to his cheek like so yeah fuck him so he yeah he loses his job big mess he actually ends up losing his apartment and his fancy Cadillac Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it got repossessed. Um, so honestly, good fuck you, buddy. So he got a new job at a nursing home. Oh God. I know. I thought the exact part of me that was a gross one. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. I just he makes me want to vomit. That's why that happened. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. It wasn't just a burp from my coffee. It was just, you know, Kenny vomit. <laughs> but he actually it's noted everywhere he did surprisingly well at this job. Really? Yeah. No no incidents there. I'm sure he probably like stole jewelry from the home. Yeah, I was like, that's his forte. You know what? He probably did steal jewelry from the residence. I'm sure he did. But I'm just going to assume that it probably didn't get like documented or something. Or he just didn't get caught. I don't think he worked there very long. I couldn't find out exactly when he left that job. I do not think it was a long time, though. Especially with what's coming up. Yeah. Because it just kind of like isn't brought up again. So. So they're taking their break over December and January. Almost like a little holiday break, you know? Everyone needs to enjoy Christmas. Right? I think so. So now it's February of 1978. Um, Yeah, so time had passed. 
and they get back together. Kenny goes to visit Angelo to basically just like complain about life. He's like bitching about Kelly and stuff, um, you know, bitching about losing his jobs and everything. And, you know, I lost my fancy catalog. Me. me. He's just having like his own little Kenny pity party, you know? Oh, of course. Yeah. So he's just bitching and Angelo's like, oh my God, okay, let's, you know what? We've taken a break. Let's do something to cheer you up. You really need to pick me up. Yeah. So Angelo's just casually suggests, why don't we just like have another murder? Like, let's just have one of those. Course. Yeah. Of course. Because that's like usually like when my friends are having bad days, I'm like, why don't we just do a murder? Let's go murder someone that'll make everybody We're gonna feel just better. have a murder. Right? I, I think that's like honestly the most logical thing to choose. Right? Okay. So they started <laughs> I'm just making sure I got yeah, this all yeah, yeah. straightened out. We're all on the same page. Yeah, perfect, perfect. So they started driving through Burbank. Kenny's driving Angelo's car. And Angelo's driving like a pretty noticeable car. We'll get to it. Um and they're out hunting. So he's like driving and he stops at this like bus stop because he sees this like beautiful young woman. So he like leans over, asks if she wants to go to a party with them. And she's like, no. Because <laughs> like, I, I mean, how many times have we just been like walking down the street and the guy will be like, you want to go to a party? Like, I feel like that that's happened. Yeah, of course. And he'll just be like, um, no. fuck off. And then they usually just drive off. Yeah. Right? Because they're like, it was a long time. <laughs> it was like, oh, I really was hoping to come to my party. <laughs> right? So, but anyway, so like he keeps asking and she's like, yeah, no, I said no, like multiple times. No. So this pisses Kenny off because he's like, well, I'm, I'm God. Like, you don't just say no to me. Like, I am Superman. I have the supersonic hearing. Like, yeah. I am everything. So he literally just jumps out of the car. Like, they're in like the middle of the road. Like, it's not just like, a chill thing. Yeah. <laughs> so he jumps out and he just starts grabbing at her and trying to put her in the car. Oh, oh, and have I mentioned that this is the middle of the day in yeah, broad I, daylight? Well, I don't know why I was picturing it in broad daylight already. But it is. Because it's, <laughs> it just sounded like you were like, oh, they got in the car and they just went for a drive. No, it's literally the so, middle of the day. So yeah, I'm picturing like middle of the day. I'm picturing like people around? Yes. Like cars and stuff? Like broad daylight. In the middle of like Burbank, California, like you said. Yep. Broad fucking daylight. Wow, he's really losing it. Yeah. And Angelo's like in the car. I, I don't actually know if he got out to help tug at her at all. I think he was just like there maybe. It like slid over to drive the car or something if he got her in. I don't know. But I don't know. Anyways, so he's talking at her. Then this woman in a car behind them jumps out of her car, runs up and starts tugging at the girl to help get her away. She's like, what the Good fuck her. is happening? Yeah. Like, this girl's being taken. <laughs> like... So she's out there helping. She's screaming at Kenny to fuck right off and like yelling at him, like just a yeah. total badass, like hardcore. She's cool as fuck. So she manages to get the young girl free. The woman who like helped her get free and like helped get her home safely, she then goes above and beyond. So after this, the woman, her name was Jane Sims. This is the woman that helped the young girl escape. There is no mention of the young girl's name. I looked everywhere, but also, like, she's probably traumatized from this event. So, mm -hmm. she can... I hope she's getting help, because, fuck, like, that would fuck me up forever. Like, just at the thought, and, like, later finding out. Finding out what would have happened to you. Yeah, yeah. like, I'd yeah, be mortified forever. Yeah. Like, so, anyways, Jane Sims, who helped the girl escape, she went straight to the police after getting the girl home safely. She gave a full description of the two men, a full detailed description of Angelo's car, which was an Excalibur. I guess it's like a super noticeable, very specific car. Like mm -hmm. 
I have never seen this car. I'm gonna I'm gonna search a picture because every everything I had read was like it's very noticeable. So let's look at this again. Car. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Oh, it literally looks like like a chitty chitty bang bang car. No, no, that means. Oh, have you, oh, have you not seen chitty? I have, but not since I was a kid. Oh, oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I was like, not expecting that. Old timey. Very old timey. <laughs> Can you imagine? being like abducted and thrown into this i think it was more like this like i think it was listed as it being like black so it's like a little bit more like hearse looking yeah look, i was gonna say it looks like something like tim burton would drive yeah okay okay yeah also <laughs> cool yeah. <laughs> yeah you're probably right so anyways a full description of the car and yeah so anyways so she she in her description mentions kenny's acne scars on his neck and his face okay much like the neighbor of Lauren Wagner. Mm -hmm. So they're finally starting to compile a good list of attributes for the Stranglers and kind of getting that like visual profile built now that there's more witnesses. But the police at the station that took Jan Sims statement literally just thought she was crazy. They were like, what? you're crazy. You sound like a crazy person. Cause she just like went in there all kerfuffled like i just helped this girl she got attacked by these guys this is the car they're driving like she was very like and you know what i don't blame her for going in like all hot and bothered because well, of course like, like if i feel like if i saw someone coming in they're all like stressed out and stuff I, and they're telling let's me talk about they it. just witnessed i'd be like yeah if i just witnessed that too i'd be stressed i'd be thrown out. up like yeah oh my god so they kind of like dismissed and they're like oh she's she's off her nut or whatever you say Oh yeah, off my nut. Off yeah. my nut. <laughs> I love when you say that. That's my favorite one. I think that's my favorite yeah. one. Um, yeah, I think it's just com combining a bunch yeah. of different sayings. I know that's that's my there. favorite. I got it from Luke. He yeah. says it. Off but... my nut. I love it. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that that's yeah. absolutely infuriating. So she doesn't really She's give up. Obviously, there. just some hysterical woman. And that's that's the thing. I'm sorry. I don't want to like be that person, but it's just like it I, is. The, it's I, the it truth. sucks to say, but if it was just some dude that walked in oh, all calm, they would have been like, "Hey guys." I saw these two dudes try and, like, grab this girl on the street. Like, it was pretty fucked up. They'd be like, what? Tell us everything, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Your highness. <laughs> but, like, and that's the thing. But, like, they'll, like, listen to Kenny and be like, well, that sounds like legitimate information. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah. So she was like, I'm not going to give up. This is driving me nuts. Like for her. Oh, so, God. She's I know, amazing. I know. I love fucking badass women like this. You fucking go, Jansen. Like, Jansen fan page. <laughs> Should we do it? Yeah. This is actually just like a Jansen fan club now. <laughs> um, so she kept calling the police to like re-give her statement like over and over again. Being like, and she also kept giving details about where she's seen the car in the city and other places. Oh, she's like, I seen it. I seen it here today. You can go get them here. I seen it here yesterday. You can go get them here. Like she continued. She was basically following him. Oh my God. So she even saw. She promote her to chief of police. Honestly. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, had they listened to her? Solved. I know. Solved. Literally solved. It would have stopped there. And, and had they listened to her on this day, the next, the next victim would likely still be alive. Yeah. Because it happened all on the same day. I'll oh. get to it. She even saw Angelo's car parked at his house. Called the police, literally saying she knows where the attackers live. It's parked here. Oh my. They still dismissed her. This is so fucked up. And, and I think the most frustrating part is like, we, 
we obviously know this, keeping it in mind the whole time, that she gave almost an identical description of the attacker's looks that perfectly matched the description from an actual victim of the hillside stranglers. Well, that's what I mean. Is that like, okay, if this woman comes in and she truly just seemed like she was crazy, fair enough. But like the statement that she gave, all it would have taken is one person to be like, hey, I've seen a similar description before. Let's go back and look at that witness statement. Oh yeah, she said this. And then like make that connection to then be like, okay, maybe this, maybe there is some credibility to this woman. Just a little bit, yeah. Even right? if it's just like, even if it's a fluke, Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. You have to like exhaust your like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's so frustrating. Yeah, I know. And the I'm the just... thing is, is it like, it honestly just continues to get frustrating like until basically the end, but you still don't really end off being like any kind of resolve. Mm -hmm. So February 17th, this is all the same fucking day. Yeah. Like, so I, I know I jumped ahead with like Jan, Jan Sims, like giving information like later on like days after like calling and stuff, but like on that same day. So they had an unsuccessful grabbing incident. They now move forward. So they've separated for a little bit. Angela goes to work. So February 17th, Cindy Hudspeth, who was 20 years old, goes into Angelo's shop, like his car upholstery business. Um, she actually worked in like a nearby restaurant as a, as a waitress. And Angelo, Angelo was like a frequent there. He went there quite a bit. She had waited on him multiple times. They had had endless conversations like when you go to somewhere regularly and you have the same waitress all the time you get to know them yeah of course so they almost have like a relationship like just a, a relatively casual one in workplaces um so one time he had mentioned like oh i have an upholstery business if you ever need any work on your car and gave her his card and she did this time actually like need her floor mats redone so she that's why she was in his shop like gonna get the carpeting in her car redone so Kenny walks in while they're talking. Pardon me. Keep in mind, her bright orange Dodson was parked right out in front of Angela's work with his card in it. So like her car's there. It's like a pretty bright ass, like noticeable car. So Angela's like, oh, could you excuse me for a second? Like cause Kenny had come in and they're like, we just need to talk about some things. So they step outside and then Kenny and Angela are discussing. They're like, I think she might be the one. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how they removed her from the shop subtly, but they abducted her from the shop and brought her back to Angela's place. This time they were like, we're, we're not dealing with any kind of like escaping or fighting. So they had tied her to the bed instead of like the chair, just like right away brought her and like put her into a room. Just to clarify, they, they left her car there? They either left it at the shop, which I think was relatively close to Angelo's house, or they did bring it over, but the car comes back. Okay. In just okay. A few minutes. Okay. Cool. I so I'm I'm assuming they brought it to Angelo's. It wasn't clear mm -hmm. exactly if they just like went. Either way, after, probably either not way. like what you want. Like as the killers, mm -hmm. probably don't want to have to like then dispose of her car uh, or, or whatever. Them. You know what I'm saying? Like you probably just don't want to have that. Yeah. It probably wasn't a good idea. None of this was take, a good idea. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. But to take someone where, like, now you're responsible for her and the your vehicle. car. Exactly. And it's at your work or it's at your house. Either way. Either way. Sure. You don't want that. Especially yeah. when it is. It's, it wasn't it's a subtle orange, car. Like you said. Yeah. It, like, it was, like, the vibrant orange where it was, like, that's a car that wants to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> she's a, a bright young girl. Like, of course she's going to have, like, a fun car. Where's Jane Sam to be like, hey, there's a bright orange car yeah. in Angela's driveway. I'm looking at it right now. Right? She probably was, like, investigating with binoculars. Like, honestly. Love yeah. her. Love her. Yeah. Love so, her as Halloween. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna... as her for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's do that. We're, we're both going to go as her. Yeah. <laughs> she's cool. She's the new superhero of the story. I'm just trying to get comfortable. One second. I'm going to move my leg around. Oh, my God. Because I'm getting all hot and bothered. This case pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> so they they had acted out, like, the whole same routine. I know they probably sound like I'm brushing it over. It's just sometimes it gets a little... We don't want to hear it again. Don't worry. I, yeah, I figured... No okay. offense. It's, yes. just, it's so much. <laughs> and I hate having to be like, and then this awful thing happened to yet another woman. Like, it's just... Yeah. It is awful after a while. So I, I know I'm probably not doing full justice to Cindy right now, but... It's okay. That's not how I yeah. want to remember. And that's the thing is like, yeah. I don't, I don't think any of these victims ever even actually really want that to be the story that gets told. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, again, I will mention once more, I didn't put it in my notes, but for all of the victims, especially um, Lissa Kasten, like I had mentioned in part two, if you do want like a full background and like, I guess, description on what these women were like in life, go listen to the episodes by morbid podcast, because they do a great job. Do they do all of them? All of the ones that they were able to find, to information, find information on. on? Like um, okay. the one host, Elena, she always does like an incredible, incredible job with fully honoring victims. Mm-hmm. Like that's like part of why I love their podcast because like I feel like they just, they really knock it out of the park with being like these people deserve to be remembered in life, not in their final moments. So yeah. Yeah. they do a really great job of that. And I don't want to like take that away from their show. So that's why I'm just going to be like, go listen to go that. Listen to them. Yeah. So, awesome. Also, like, I mean, I love them both, but, like, I want to meet Elena real bad. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, my girl crush, for sure. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I mean, hit me up, Elena. I'll give you my fucking number. (laughs) Here it is. (laughs) Jay's going to listen to this and be like, I get it. I get it. Because she's the one who turned me on to Morbid, so. I know. And if Cass is listening, then we want to meet Karen and Georgia. You know what I'm talking about. We'll get you you going. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you get them. I'm going to get Elena and Ash. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. You'd love them. You'd love them. Oh, big party. You know what? We're just going to have a true crime party, but without, like, the murders. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. A murder mystery party? Fuck yeah. I'm in. Write this down. Write it. <laughs> Write this down. <laughs> Write it down. I'm the one with, like, a notepad in front of me. You do it. All right. So let's continue. Um, so, yes, they had acted out the same routine awful trauma, awful, awful torture. When they were finished though, they, Angelo had cleaned out her car, found his card in her car, ripped it up and threw it out. So that was the one smart thing he had done. Yeah. That's the thing is like, had it been Kenny who was in charge of cleaning the car, probably would have been missed. Never would have known. I know. That's why when I think about it, I'm like, fuck, why couldn't Kenny just be in charge of the car? God damn it. <laughs> Kenny would have been moron. <laughs> Kenny would have, like, it's I don't know, wiped why... his asshole on the steering yeah. wheel or something. It's probably why Angelo didn't let him do shit. Like, yeah. like, like you want like, something done right, you gotta do it yourself. You're cut off. <laughs> also, like, I mean, to be fair, Angelo's, like, a car expert with, like, car interior upholstery, yeah. so he's probably, it makes more sense if I do it. Mm. So, anyways, um, they had put her nude body in the trunk of her own car. Kenny drove her car wearing medical gloves, and Angelo followed behind. Kenny was like, oh, hang on. And in the moment, they, like, laughed about this because they thought it was absurd. But Kenny had put on a fake beard, like a a wig for your face, (laughs) and was like, just in case. And they were like, this is silly. You don't need that. He actually did need that. That ended up being like a smart countermeasure because, yeah. yeah. So they drove out to Angela's crest and um, pushed her car off of a cliff with her in the trunk. This is the last murder that Angela and Kenny do together, as well as Angelo's 
personal final murder. Okay. I'm going to come back to the whole beard thing. Don't worry. I know I amped that up, but I will get back there. So at this point, the task force that was started in search of the Hillside Strangler, keeping in mind that the media did at this point only really use the term Hillside Strangler in singular as part of their like hold back evidence type thing. Yeah, yeah. They didn't tell them there was two. They just told them all there the might police's be, but... plans and everything they wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. And all their really good extensive yeah. plans that would have yeah, caught yeah. them for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> Reporting live. <laughs> But anyways, the task force at this point had grown to well over like a hundred investigators and people from all over different units to help track the killers down. But Grogan and Salerno had at this point like kind of fully taken over and they were like, we're just going to like kind of try to head it a little bit. Like we're clearly better than you guys. Like <laughs> We're not the ones leaking information. They also started to notice that with so many people involved that the task force like information was getting like lost in the mix and like mm-hmm. information wasn't being passed off between units properly mm-hmm. and leads weren't being followed etc like we we already noticed that now along mm-hmm. this route so yeah grogan and salerno started holding back their own evidence and trying to just like act a little bit more independently yeah um on the same day that cindy hudspeth was taken by angelo and kenny and murdered her roommate reported her missing okay that same day her body was also discovered in her abandoned car pushed over the cliff because in California, like they often do have just like helicopters doing like an overall search everywhere for like forest fires, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was like really noticeable. Like they saw like, Oh, there's a car down this hill and we see like the trunk had like flown open too. There's something in the back. Yeah. So it was like, okay, well this girl was just reported missing with like that vehicle description. And now you're recording this. So they went right there. So it actually turns out that there was a witness that had seen two cars speeding up behind her, like on the road that led to like Angela's Crest, um, where the car was pushed off the cliff. This witness said that the driver of the orange Dodson like had slowed down to like try to pass her and looked directly into her car and was like mean mugging her. But she said it was a male who had a full beard. Mm-hmm. So this did accurately describe like his acne scars and stuff and like his overall appearance. And then she described Angela's car driving behind it, but didn't get like a great look at him. So it was like a little bit of a different visual description than like what everybody else was describing. So like briefly that did kind of throw them off. But Frank Salerno was the one to be like, okay, well it has been like a few months since the last witness statement. So he could have like grown a beard. The attackers could have easily grown facial hair. Yeah. Like, really, the last... Lauren Wagner, like, their last, like, full, full description that they had was in November. And then the other one was in December. So, like, really, um, Kimberly Martin. But there wasn't really any witnesses for Kimberly Martin. And the one that Jane Sam gave was completely disregarded. Exactly. So they weren't so, even including that. Exactly. Yeah. So they're kind of just like, okay, yeah, I mean acne scar face guy could have easily grown a beard since Lauren mm-hmm. Wagner from November to February. Absolutely. Good observation. Good thought. Yeah. yeah. But like, of course other people were like, that's humanly impossible. <laughs> so there's it doesn't all- perfectly fit our description. We're nope. tossing it out the window. Nope. <laughs> so then there was this random detective from Germany who actually contacted um, Frank Salerno and Bob Grogan saying that he could basically solve the case and he had his own theory. So they had like translated what he was saying on the phone because he only spoke Germany, German. 
He only spoke German. Only spoke German. I'm out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I even wrote Germany. <laughs> well, that's probably why you said it. Then. I know. <laughs> it's just a typo. That's what it is. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Yeah. Um, and then so he, they were like, he, the guy, I never got his name. I looked, it was just like a side note though. I just wanted to add it in because it is, I was going to, this is where I was originally going to cut this part. But then I was yeah. like, it's not that good of a cliffhanger. So we'll, we'll wait. But he, yeah, was saying that he could basically solve the whole case. Like, if you guys could just, like, fly me out there, I'll help you. And they were like, no. <laughs> like, re- realistically, no. Well, yeah, if you can help us solve the case, then fucking help us solve the case. You're going to get a free flight to California. Yeah. No, we're not going to just Tell give us a green card. <laughs> no. So he, he just flew out himself and showed up. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, hey, guys, I'm here. You really just wanted to go to California. I know. I think he just wanted to go, you know kick his heels off and run to the beach i don't know <laughs> but anyways he did show up he only spoke german not germany sorry guys no, but, a different language. so they were like okay um let's get the one police officer that is in the station to help like translate what he's saying these are the only this is like the only thing he said and like mysteriously left after this <laughs> um he said two italians brothers aged about 35 which is like pretty spot on. They're not brothers. They're cousins. They're not brothers. They're, they're both cousins. Italian. They're both Italian. And thirty-five is like a perfect range between them. Between them, I was just gonna say, like that would be the spot on between because Kenny's right like now at 20s. this point, Kenny's twenty-seven. Yeah. And Angelo is seventeen old years older than him. So then he would be. You're like, doing math. Forty 40, something. Forty-four. So it's so that's like, like right purpose. in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, so weird. That, but they kind of dismissed it. Like I don't know if. Um, Salerno and Grogan dismissed it, but like most I mean, everyone else was like, well, like, yeah, but I, I, I almost, not that I would fully dismiss it, but it's just like, what is the, what is this man's credibility? I, I think, yeah. Like, what, did he tell them why he thinks that? I think it was just based off of like the profile that Salerno and Grogan had built being like, mm-hmm. this is the rough profile. And he kind of just like, I wonder like, how he knew they were Italian. I don't know. It's those fucking crazy Italian I guys. Know. I, you know what I mean? We're fucked. Because they're insane. <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, I'm <laughs> okay. so curious how he. How I, I don't know. That. I, I looked. I tried to find more information on how this guy pulled that theory out of his Because ass. it's not even like they were two guys who came over from Italy when they were like 25. No. Like they're straight up like their family they're, names they're American are men. Italian. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't even think either of them actually speak Italian. There is something throughout the, the one book that I got like. 99% of my information from called, I think it's just called the Hillside Stranglers by Darcy O'Brien. There is this phrase that they always say, and I was even going to ask you about it. It's, uh, oh my God, I should have wrote it down. Minumi? What's that mean? Oh, you do you not, uh, you, I thought you know a little bit, no? Yeah, but I've never heard that okay, before. Okay, okay. Maybe we'll like ask your mom or something. Yeah, because... she might know. Except my mom <laughs> sometimes doesn't. She'll like pretend she, she knows. She fluent Italian and sometimes <laughs> like, she pretends that she doesn't like we would be in Italy and she would go places and then she would like start speaking to people in English. And my brother's like, mom, you're Italian. Like if if you just start speaking to them in Italian, like one, they'll understand you better. And two, they won't think you're a tourist. So like, you know what I'm saying? But she'll just go up and be like, or she'll, <laughs> I'm from Hi, Canada. I'm from, yeah. Or like, we're looking, Hola. At, <laughs> looking at a menu and like all, a lot of their pizzas, like at the pizza places are like 50, 50, either like tomato sauce or like, like a white pizza. Oh fuck! Is a like white pizza is like super I, common there. Yeah. Those are my favorite. And so it's Bianco is like how you say white in Italian. Okay. And my mom is like the Blanco one. 
Blanco, and my my brother looks at her. He's like, "You're Italian. Why you is she speak not Italian? Like you're saying it wrong. You're <laughs> saying it with a like a North American accent. Why like, does she do that? I don't know. Why is she like this? And then she gets with her family. She's like, oh, 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 oh. Like, hello, hello. Like, <laughs> with the arms up. That's yeah, what you yeah, had to do perfect it. Italian, and it's it's so funny. What? I don't know why. I have Does no she like why. just like enjoy being a tourist and like that's part of Maybe. it for her? I don't know. Your mom, she's got some like <laughs> she's got, something going she's got on. some quirks to her. Like I'm still trying. Every day I learn something new about her. I'm like I just can't put a finger on her. Like, yeah, I know. She always <laughs> keeps you on your toes. I feel like so many people probably listen to this and they're like, "Damn, we got to meet Haley's mom." Yeah, like, yeah. One day we'll have a guest day, spot. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I feel like she is just like waiting for us to be like, "Do you want to? Do you want to come?" And be on the show because <laughs> she would probably be, and like, she'd of course. be like, I don't know anything about true crime, <laughs> uh, but then she'd like somehow solve a cold case or something. Well, that that is very much that's Rose, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like, I feel Rose like she would just be like, do. Well, I figured it out, yeah, and then just casually actually do it. And it's like, Well, well, there we find out, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's Rose, <laughs> so yeah, they just kind of dismissed him, and he just was like, Okay, well, I'm done with you know the beautiful California weather, I'm gonna head back to Germany, but he left. That was kind of so the end of that. weird. Yeah, so oh, at this time, expose on this guy. I know. I'm, I'll I'll continue. Maybe one day, if I find more information, we'll do a bonus episode on just this guy. Is. I, I get him and Jane Sims together. And just, then... oh my God, imagine. Yeah. Because I feel like Jane Sims could have just been like, let me fuck shit up. Yeah. I mean, she did. She like, fought like him off. Well, it sounds like the two of them definitely would have solved the case faster yes. than the police did. They, well, they did <laughs> solve it. They, 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 they actually did Jane, solve it. Jane found where he fucking lived. <laughs> and this guy literally, like, identified everything about them. Like, it's just like, they fucking solved it. They cracked it. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so at this point, like, I, as I had mentioned before, like, Kenny had been, um, lost his job, like, kicked out of his apartment and everything like that. So he was actually, like, uh, rooming with, I think, some of Kelly's siblings, like, brothers okay. at one point, or, like, friends of brothers, and he was like friends of a friend type situation. So, but it was about this time that Kenny was actually kicked out of that roommate situation as well, because I guess some of his roommates or like one of them, whatever, had found a fake police badge in his belongings. And they were like, nope, because one thing that the media did kind of accurately was they didn't lead on entirely that, oh, these people will act like cops. They just said casually, like they might impersonate. They might okay. be impersonating police they might officer be. at times. Yeah. yeah. So his roommates are obviously like, well, no, he's not a police officer. Like, yeah, he desperately wants to be one, but like he has this <laughs> fake badge here, like Which can't mean anything good. No. Like it just can't. There's no way. <laughs> no. There's no way. Especially with a weird guy like fucking Kenneth. So they were like, get the fuck out, buddy. Kick him out. They like talked to neighbors about it, but they didn't call the police, like the roommates. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily expect someone to call the police. Like, I, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, I just want you fucking out. Yeah. And then I'll leave And that's alone. the thing. It's like, I bet so many people were calling the police at this time that it was yeah. just like, yeah. But the neighbor was like, um, I'm going to call the police. Oh. Yeah. So they did. I don't have any information on this neighbor. But anyways, the police did come and talked to Kenny. This is now, like, second time? Yeah, the second time he's yeah. being talked to. And they asked him, do you have a fake police badge? And he just goes, no. And they left. End of questioning. I'm not kidding. That's how it ended. Did you just take him out of work? Yep. Oh, okay. They were like, okay. And they were out of there. 
That was it. That was literally the extent of that question. What a waste of fucking time. You might as well just not have gone in the first place. I know. Do you think he was they could have just like, called him. Yeah. yeah. Just do you think he was going to be like, yes, I do. It's right here. Do you want to yes. you know how I got it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you want to know what I use it for? <laughs> <laughs> like, what and even you? then, he probably could have told him and they would have been like, oh, sounds cool, buddy. Oh, we're going to head out. Yeah. Okay. So, there was this high school girl. All information about her, I, I couldn't find. We're going to keep it that way because... All it says is high school girl. I'm assuming she's the youngest fuck. Yeah. But she apparently was hanging out with Kenny, whatever that means. Because keep in mind, he's like a gross sleazeball who's like also cheating on Kelly all the time. And also hooking up with But Kelly, Kelly left though, right? Yeah. So yeah, okay. they're still very much involved. and Because well, she's like carrying his baby. Yes. So they're still very much like essentially in a relationship, but just not like a committed one for sure. Okay. Kelly's kind of like, I'm... I'm trying to take care of myself and my child, my future child. So she's trying to get her shit together. She's doing her own thing, which is fantastic for yeah. her. Like keep her completely separate. So, from so glad. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad for Kelly, <laughs> like except for her being punched in the face. I mean, she's not. Oh, yeah. We'll okay. get back to that. We'll get back to that. Don't worry. She doesn't get punched again. Don't worry. Good. Just letting you know that. So anyways, Kenny's yeah, so Kenny's just like chilling with a casual high school aged girl. Um, very gross. Ew. But so this high school girl tells her mom, like, oh Kenny, who I hang out with, um, constantly loves talking about the Hillside Strangler case. Like it's apparently like all he talks about. And this girl mom this girl's mom was like, wait a minute, how old is this? gentleman that you're yeah. hanging out with so she tells her so this mom she was like i'm going directly to the police because first of all ew mm -hmm. i do not want this like almost 30 year old hanging out with my high school age daughter yeah because like i'm assuming she was the youngest of out, out of high school like my brain goes to the worst even so. if she was 17 like it's, it's still that's, gross that's, 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 that's he's 27 you know yeah so she goes to the police and she's like, this guy, Kenny, he's like older than my daughter, like significantly older. And I, he's always talking about the killings and stuff and like says a whole bunch of details that like, I guess were like very graphic and stuff like talking about like just how interested he is in the case. And I wonder what if they did this and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like so. And this girl had told her mom all of this. So like the mom was like relaying this to the cops. And she's just like, I just figured I'd like express my concern just in case, but like I have a really strong feeling he's the hillside strike. Like this mom just had a feeling. Wow. It's just like it just feels too real. Like That's it just fun. feels Yeah. You're, you follow your gut instinct in a moment like that. For Especially sure. when your like daughter's on the line. Like, hell yeah, she's going hard. So the police were like, Okay, we'll follow this. Like, let's check it out. So they followed it back to Kenny, but this time the address that they had on file for him was at his old apartment building. The one where he lived in the same building as Christina Weckler, mm -hmm. who was their seventh victim together on November 20th. However, the police didn't make the connection. What? So now they're talking to Kenny for the second time at an actual location of a killing slash abduction. No, it's the third time though. When was the first? Because they talked to him the first time when he was like, I heard... From the third floor. Yes. I heard screaming. Yeah. And then the second time about the uh, police badge. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The so police. This, I, is, the the, third this time. is the third time. You're how right. Is yeah, I, I literally have it right there. No, no, so, no. It's just yeah. like, how is like no one in the police force like, oh, this guy's name is just, just keeps coming yeah. up. Like there's no communication. 
that's that's what like Salerno and Grogan were like. The communication's getting lost getting in lost, the task yeah. force, but like, yeah. so it was there. We were like, we kept being so fucking close, but it would be like you send a different unit out to each one, and they don't communicate with one another. Yeah, of course it's gonna get fucking lost, but it's like tighten your shit up, guys. Yeah. Like fuck, like you're right there, like. So, yeah, they did not make the connection. They didn't make the connection that the Tamaranda apartments where they talked to him again was such so just so many connections could have made. But he literally just schmoozed his way out of this situation by telling the police how often he applies to be a cop and the ride along he's been on and how he's like so impressed with the like task force they've got going that they like really hope they catch the killer. Like he has nothing to do with it, but like he just... He really appreciates and thanks them for their hard, diligent work. So he flatters them. He flattered them and it worked. Yeah. They just left. Because flattery works for a lot of people. Yeah. And they obviously don't care that he's creeping on some fucking high schooler, but. Well, that's the thing. That's why, the other why thing. Why would is, they? If and she's a woman. And that's the thing is like, <laughs> and that's the other part of it is like, okay, even if you believe that he isn't connected to these killings, he's still being a pedophile. Well, yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like you said, the oldest she could be is 17. It's illegal no matter what. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, maybe get him for that then. I don't know. Like, if you can't if you can't nail his ass to the hillside stranglings, like, I don't know. Yeah. Piss me off. So right now, Kenny's flying high as fuck. He thinks he's just simply amazing. He's He probably thinks he can just never get caught. He's gone. They've interviewed him three times at this point. That's the thing. So after this interaction, he he runs to Angelo and starts bragging. And he goes, I've been questioned three times now at all of these different locations. And he keeps getting out of it on his own. On all this stuff, bragging about how he keeps getting out of it. And Angelo's like, excuse me? Pardon? Angelo's pissed, pissed AF. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're dumb. Because you're not even realizing that this doesn't mean you're off the hook. It's actually quite literally the opposite. Mm-hmm. It means that they're right on us. Yeah. You think you're getting out of it, but that means that they're this much closer every time they fucking talk to you. I didn't yeah. realize you were talking to the fucking police well, and, three times now. And just because, you know, no one's noticed it yet. Doesn't mean doesn't they're not about to. mean that, like, his name isn't written down in any of these accounts that someone can put together eventually. Yeah. So... Angelo at least was smart and was like, we're fucked. Like you have fucked us. Mm-hmm. This and Angelo's furious. So he's so pissed at Kenny that he literally pulls a gun on him and tells him basically that if he doesn't shut up, that he's going to kill him. So they do decide to spend some more time apart. Um, it's something I have to add in here while they're having this argument that at some point during like all of the chaos, Kelly tell had told Kenny that she's moving to Washington, Birmingham with their son that had just been born. Yeah. So she said it was like too dangerous and chaotic where they were. So she's like, I'm moving. Like you can stay here if you want, or you can follow whatever, like, mm-hmm. but it's just too dangerous to live here. Like I do not want to raise my newborn child here. Fair enough. Yeah. They they had their son. Do, 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 do. I can't remember. Anyways, I want to leave this child out of it. So anyway, so she, Kelly moves. So during the whole like heated argument with the gun pointed at Kenny, Angelo, the reason why he was like, you need to like, I'll, I'll fucking kill you. Basically, he told him, 
you know what, to just be safe, why don't you just move to Washington and be with your family or else I'll kill you. Like that's, you need to leave. If you Mm -hmm. come back here, I'm going to kill you. So he just forced Kenny to leave because I think Angela realized that Kenny's going to be the reason they get caught. Yeah, that's fair. So Kenny does move to Washington and things, especially in LA, like really do cool off for about a whole year. Like the task force is still tirelessly plugging away, trying to follow follow the leads that that they do have and solve it. But then in one day in January of 1979, which is a whole year after their last murder, um, one of the head detectives within the task force got a call from Birmingham, Washington saying, we have a dual homicide riddled with the same MO as your Hillside Strangler case. So he's calling for information. Two Western Washington University students named Karen Mandick and Diane Wilder were found raped, brutally tortured, and strangled in the same manner as the others in the trunk of Karen Mandick's car, abandoned in a heavily wooded area. We're ending here. I know, I told you. I told you. Shit, okay. All right. Oh, she's doing something with her hands. <laughs> I'm ready to wrap this I know. up. I know. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Because like I said, I don't know all the details about how they don't. actually got caught and stuff. So it's I'm good. like... It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just glad that they do. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So that's part three, guys. So. Part yeah. three? That's part three. I don't even have anything else to say. I'm just angry. I want to be done. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, okay, let's just, let's let's just wrap it up. And then we'll wrap just get going on. Sorry, you guys have to wait another week. Yeah. It, but, you know, yeah. it's going to, I have a feeling it's going to be good. I'll try to make it worth it. Watch me butcher part four and everyone should be like, oh. How, there's no, it's not possible. What if we just never release part four? That would be so mean. I know. I know. <laughs> Let's freaking do it. I love it. It's like we like we hold all the information. Like they can't just go out and find out. I know. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like I feel like some listeners would do that. They'd be like, "No, I'll just wait. I'll wait. I'll wait for their rendition." Well, yeah, if it's coming, <laughs> if it's but if we keep it in the vault. <laughs> you remember when like the we'll Disney would do the Disney hundred years? Remember when like Disney would do the Disney vault thing and it'd be like back from the vault? And yeah. It was like it was gone for a month. It wasn't in the fucking vault, you guys. Like, but they had me every time. Where I'd be like, we have to get it now. Like, and my mom was like, yeah, you know, it's been at Best Buy like all along. Like, it's, it's, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like ah. <laughs> So, anyways, on that note, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com Thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you. And make sure you keep it sleazy. Make sure to do that. You have to do that. We will check back to make sure you're keeping it sleazy. Yeah, that's your homework. Keep it sleazy. Keep it sleazy. You can tell us how you've kept it sleazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye guys. Ciao.